Welcome to the Disrupt Education Podcast. I'm Peter Hostrasso, the host. Hey, thank you so much for heading on over to our podcast. Do me a favor. Can you hit that subscribe button? That would be great. Also, any kind of feedback you can give us, that would be great as well. And one more thing, if you head over to disrupteducation.co, that's a great place to check out all the different things I'm doing around education reform and who I'm working with and my blog even. On this podcast, I've got Lauren Pinto. She's been in the classroom for over 13 years and she has all types of educational experience and settings, including those all the way through COVID. She believes education is powerful, but hey man, it's time to step away from that traditional system. She believes that education needs to be social, experiential, applicable, and reflective. So she went rogue and founded Gone Rogue EDU. She's also a podcaster. There's a lot to talk about with Lauren. Hang on. We'll be right back. I recently asked Jake, who is a sophomore in high school, why he uses SpikeView to share his learning journey. Um, I think it's really cool that you know SpikeView is really putting that abstract into con- concrete data and knowledge and then displaying that to the outside world. And I think SpikeView is different than anything else out there. Um, like I said before, because it's really taking that, you know, the, that those abstract skill sets and those abstract experiences and putting them into data that, you know, is actually mathematic and scientific and, um, you know, that matches you up with the best programs and, um, you know, best places for you. People, um, you know, who are really trying to make those changes in the world and they're going to be using SpikeView because SpikeView is that app where you can, you know, take, take those experiences and take those passions and put them out there. Um, and share with other people and that's you know that's really powerful and that you know that professional networking piece um, you know to be with other like-minded teenagers that puts you ahead that puts you ahead in a lot of ways and so um, you know I think anyone who uses SpikeView right now has a leg up in the future and excited to see you know where those SpikeView alumni head up. Head to SpikeView.com start your portfolio now for free. The Disrupt Education vlog can be found on YouTube. To hear it in podcast form, search Disrupt Education on any of the following podcast platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Welcome to this episode of Disrupt Education. I'm Peter Hostras, the host. I have an amazing guest today. She's gone rogue, edu, uh, super nerd. I love that. Um, uh, education, uh, just guru, ed tech, uh, podcast host. I don't know what else, where, how else I can introduce you. Uh, you can add completely fabulous. Completely to that list. fabulous. We'll start uh, there. But uh, I have Lauren Pinto. Lauren, thank you so much for for hanging out with us today on Disrupted. I am just so thrilled to be here. Um, you talk about nerding out. I'm I'm ready to nerd. Let's do this. Love that. I love that. Uh, so we just had some internet fun right before this because this is just our life in education. Um, pretty much the last year and a half. So we're actually full year. So let's dive in. Tell us a little bit about your version of nerdiness and all the things that you're into right now, Lauren. Oh my goodness, so much. Well, you talk nerdiness, so I'll start with saying um, I'm on a Dungeons & Dragons hangover from last night. 
my friends and I played. Um, and as as a parent, I'm sure you know this, Peter, like the idea of staying up to the wee hours of the morning is like a real stretch. So we did not go into the wee hours of the morning, but what I would call the wee hours of the night to a mighty 1145. <laughs> and so I'm a little tired, but it is like the most fun thing in the entire world. So if anybody ever uh, is out there that wants to play, it's the coolest thing in the world. Um, find me for tips. I'll help you. But it's just more of that. It translates into like how I approach life. You know, this idea of fun and whimsy and maybe a little nerdiness in there. There's always a way to find this joy in whatever aspect of your life you're in. I just so happen to be in education. So I bring that into the world, which is how I got to Gone Rogue EDU because the character I play mostly in Dungeons and Dragons is what's called a rogue. And they're those skillful, crafty people who can find their way in and out of any situation. And I was like, that's teaching. That's teachers, and that has been the pandemic. So let's make magic happen with this idea. Oh, yeah, totally. That's, I love that. And it's more than just a Nissan at this point, right? Like, so mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. like that was way late in the game. Um, I, I, like, I like the fact that, you know, uh, embracing, and I think that's what we have to do as educators, right? We embrace who we are, what we like to do, and guess what? We can learn from it. Um, so let's go back into your entire like path of your education. And then how did you get to obviously Dungeons and Dragons is a huge part of that. Um, but what was your education path like? Oh, it's so interesting. I grew up in private Catholic school. So where I was here in Los Angeles, my parents just felt that the public school system was not gonna, gonna give us what we wanted. And my dad is from India. So he, you know, has his own view of education. My mom um, was smart enough to realize, like, if you want to be in college, you have to work back from that word's goal. And she felt that where the public schools were in our neighborhood just would not have gotten us kids there. So she was like, got to play the game early, which I think is still kind of sadly the case right now, but that's a whole different topic of conversation. So that's where I started. And I was fortunate enough to just be kind of quick on the uptake when it comes to things, but maybe not necessarily the strongest student because, um, I was one of those kids, I could be completely off task and look like I wasn't doing anything. And when a teacher would try to pop me with a question, I would be like, right answer. <laughs> but <laughs> but I never, um, I like I struggled with homework. Sometimes I wouldn't turn things in. I would wait till the last minute. And it wasn't until I got into like middle school that I really upped the game on actually being a good student. And then I was in high school. And when I was in high school here, um, this is a totally Los Angeles thing. The high school that I was in had like a film program to help people who wanted to go into film school after mm -hmm. as part of college. So I joined that and got into like a really deep creative thing. I thought I had grandiose visions of being in on set and winning Academy Awards and all of this stuff. So fast forward into college, I went to film school for a few years. Another Los Angeles story, couldn't get into classes because shocker, that's what people want to do here <laughs> and had a mid, mid, midlife crisis of what am I going to do? And I always wanted to be a teacher. I would play school, you know, would get my stuffed animals and pretend to teach them, discipline ones who are talking. And I just realized how much. I like to learn mm -hmm. as a trivia nerd and just somebody who, like I said, was quick on the uptake. So I 
went into teacher school and here I am. So that's amazing because I, I just had a flashback of my own like, you know, undergrad and I remember classes that you couldn't get into. Why do they do that? Like what what is that about? Right? <laughs> like aren't I paying them to get me into somewhere? I guess part of it is gatekeeping education, maybe keep you there longer. Again, a whole nother topic of conversation. Right, right. Sorry. Yeah. I just had to kind of spiral off there because I, I was just like cringing on the inside. I was like, oh my gosh, I remember waiting in the lines and like you're waiting to go into there. But yes, a whole nother, whole nother path. So now you're, you're into education. Um, and and what was that journey like now? Because you you have a lot of different things going on. You um a lot of great things at Gone Rogue Edu. You're uh, an ed tech um expert. You're you uh, have a, a couple of podcasts uh, from what I saw. Um, talk a little bit about uh, that journey and, and what are some of the things that you're doing. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I I was quote just a teacher, and I really hate to use those words because teachers are more than ever just a teacher. And if anybody is feeling like they're just a teacher, I'm telling you, you're not, you're so amazing. Uh, But for a while I was just like, oh, I teach, this is my jam, this is what I do. I just, you know, come up with these, what I think are really cool and engaging lessons. Mm -hmm. But over the course of the last few years, it's really been about personal growth. And with teaching, you can very easily feel like you level out Mm -hmm. at a certain spot. Like the only spot where you can go is admin. And for a lot of people, that's not anything that they want to do. So I've really been focusing on, for lack of a better term, diversifying my portfolio. Like what can I do? How can I bring my expertise to a lot of different areas? Mm-hmm. And that was one thing that led me to start Gone Rogue, which was I've, I just had the experience and I'm, I can say it and I can talk about it and I can write about it and I can absolutely help people who need that help. So that's where I'm bringing that. And when it comes to the podcast, I've actually got two. So one is um, called Cafeteria Confidence, and it's more for young young people, specifically young girls, mm-hmm. who just need to hear like those experiences from an adult of how much they understand that experience. So right. my partner um, and I talk about friendship, we talk about stress, we talk about the words that we use, all of those kinds of like guiding questions that you wish somebody could tell you about, mm-hmm. but doesn't necessarily come from the teen magazine that's trying to sell it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the other one is very much in the early works, but it's called Real Teaching 101. And it's just those real honest conversations of the stuff you never learn in your teacher prep programs, how to deal with parents, those nasty emails, what happens when the copier breaks down, uh, and just that that element of teaching where you're like, oh, yeah, th- that happens to you too. So I, I see it a lot right now out there, um, uh, a lot on Twitter. I have a new teacher. What should I tell them? That's <laughs> it's huge because I remember, you know, I've been in this game for 20 years. And when you when I did come into it, and obviously, you know, you're like, I wasn't taught any of this stuff. It's like, what what just happened here? Um, I'm supposed to manage the classroom. You know that that's it. And and we've become so dynamic. So what what are some of the things that that you would say to a new teacher coming in? Because so many people are asking that question. Um, I know that's a loaded question, but hey, let's fire it up. Let's see what see what. Yeah, let's see it. My my first thought is thank you for doing this because it's hard work. It's really rewarding work, but it's hard, hard work. Like mm-hmm. you talked about, you know, now when, when you're like on and all of the studying in the books, that that's like asking a doctor to go from 
reading about surgery to like digging that scalpel into the side and you're like, hope I don't mess anything up. But um, it's really, really good work. The other thing is a lot about working smarter, not harder mm. and teaching. We bring as teachers, so much of it is our own experience. And, and a lot of parents feel that way too, when they're looking at their kids, it's what did I learn in school? Like how was I approach? What, you know, I did hours of homework, you need to do hours of homework, I need to assign hours of homework. A lot of it is this repetitive nature of what we bring in. So I would say to a new teacher coming in, are you looking to be repetitive or are you looking to be innovative mm. and let that innovative part, if that's what you want, be the guiding force, which takes a lot of courage because education is steeped in tradition, but there's so much space to check boxes and be subversively rogue and do the things that are really fun and really exciting and really engaging that really lift you up as a teacher. Yeah. And lift up the education system for our students too. Yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more with that. I love the way you put that. Like, just kind of be be rogue in here, and then out here. Okay, play the game. Um, what kind of big changes have you seen over the pandemic that that are amazing? Like, are good things. Um, and you're also you write curriculum. You do a lot of uh, work with teachers. What are some of those like stories about? You know, this is what we did. This is what we tried, and this was great. I think it's really the ability to try. You, you've got a lot of teachers who are like, well, I can't be in the classroom. I can't do this. I can't do that. And there's a quote that I heard recently, which kind of blew my mind. And I think it's from Einstein, within difficulty lies opportunity. Mm -hmm. And that element has been huge. How do we get kids to do the work in a way that's not really there? And you've really had talk about thinking outside the box. Um, to be able to find ways to do that. And that's really exciting. I think also collaboration has been huge too. Teaching can feel really isolating when you're, you know, it's lunch. And I've been with a lot of, worked with a lot of teachers who eat lunch in their classroom alone because mm -hmm. they just need that that space. But now you're, we're all proverbially eating lunch alone in our classroom. So we're looking to connect with people. So the element of collaboration and co-teaching and working with other people, hey, what do you think about this idea has really been through the roof. And I know teaching can be collaborative in a lot of ways, but I feel like the collaboration really excelled, which is really exciting too. And also um, getting kids to work with things around their homes. I know some of the projects I've done um, have them like build with materials and record them on Flipgrid and to see their creativity with what they have has also been good to say like, oh, looks like education's not just in your school. It's with, you know, the, the plastic bottles you've got lying around your room or whatever you've got going on. Coming up after the break. Lauren and I talk a little bit about what is to come in education and you can get her connects and see what the difference is when you work with a gone rogue educator. Trust me, hang out. The rest of the podcast coming up right after this. Have you ever thought about creating courses and training online? Without a partner to guide you through that process, you're gonna be stressed about why your learners aren't engaged or how to create updated content, missing revenue opportunities and not even having enough time. I know because I create online courses and I have a solution for you, e-learning partners. You don't have to be overwhelmed anymore. 
Become a partner with eLearning Partners to create your courses and training stress-free and achieve the results you want to see. If you are thinking about wanting to create a course or training online and you believe like I believe that no expertise should go unheard, then click the eLearning Partners link in the notes of this podcast and you can start your journey to create your courses and training stress-free. If you want all that and more from the eLearning Partners, hit the link in the podcast notes because there's a free masterclass for you to take. That's right, a free masterclass. Hit that link today. Yeah, that's uh, that's the hard part on secondary ed. I think that's one of the things that I've I've ran into. Even my own son, he he's like, this is my gaming space, and now education has creeped into that. So that that, but then how do you attach gaming to you know going back to the Dungeons and Dragons? There's so much learning in there. Um, how do we how do we individualize learning and such? What are what are some of the things that you see that we probably should take forward? from the pandemic and keep doing? Is there anything out there that just sticks in mind? Well, that's kind of like my personal question. And then what, and maybe they blend together. Sure. I really think right now with, at least my school is doing, you know, three hours of live in the morning and then there's some asynchronous work in the afternoon. And the asynchronous work in the afternoon does leave some stuff to be desired because naturally there's people who don't come back to it. But I also think that does free up time. You know, it does, why are we stuck with, eight hours a day? Is it to film minutes? Is it to, you know, the quote learning loss and that whole boogeyman? Or is it to really learn? And learning in my experience is not eight hours a day. If I'm really invested in something, I'm going to put my time in it. And if I feel like I've mastered something and it only took 15 minutes, then that's the amount of time that I have. So I think it would be about restructuring how we're using our time to learn and what makes something meaningful for all involved, because it, that's ultimately what learning has to be in order for it to stick. You have to find meaning and relevance in it. I, I feel like in our mornings where we are right now in, in, in my system that I work in, the kids come in at 9.30 or they, we start at 9.30 unless they have an early period, um, which is like a godsend for teenagers, right? Like if I could start school then. But I get an hour and a half before, and you're right, that time I get to... Uh, I get to send them individual videos on our LMS and, and kind of have those conversations, even for some students who really aren't, you know, uh, you know, they're online or, or on, on a, a Google meet, they're, they're not comfortable with talking. Um, and that's okay. I mean, we will talk in a different way, text or, or what have you. And that's very interesting. I love the time that, that we're getting. Um, so I kind of want to, uh, dig into, Man, you're in all these different areas, um, which is great. Um, as for educators right now, like we met, I, I can't remember, it's LinkedIn, Clubhouse, somewhere. I mean, I'm sure it was LinkedIn. Um, my daughter actually listened to your podcast uh, and got some good feedback there. I listened to it. It was good for um, the younger uh, gens. Um, what are, what are uh, some of the things that um, you are taking forward or how can you help people um, because you're helping a lot of different levels. So kind of like, let's categorize those things. Where where can Lauren help people in education? Oh, I'm so helpful. I love that you call me helpful. <laughs> that makes me feel so good. Uh, I would say for teachers and school leaders, bringing freshness to your space, if you were realizing like, oh man, this pandemic really, really did a whopper on everybody, you know, and, and le <laughs> let's 
really learn from it and have those conversations that can help us learn from it and feel invigorated. Yes, it's been hard and yes, it's been challenging, but where can we continue to innovate? Mm -hmm. That is a space I would love to be able to help people and, yeah. and chat with them about that. The other part is teacher advocacy. You know, like I said, sometimes teachers can feel so alone and so isolated and they just need to know that there's somebody out there who hears them and understands them, is in the trenches, has known what it's like, has dealt with the highs and lows. That's another element too. And then just helping kids, they ultimately, they need to feel like they're understood. And I think that's another piece that's sometimes missing from education is they're not viewed as the stakeholder in mm. the element. They're just kind of the recipients of it. But how often do we really ask them, like, what do you want to learn? What is this doing for you? How is this helping you? And getting that honest feedback, because really they're the ones that are moving things forward and they're the ones doing the work. They need to have their say uh, in a way that makes them feel validated, but does not totally let them rule the roost. Like, I definitely understand <laughs> that there's a piece of, of, you know, like if you ask your kid what they want to eat and they just tell you they want to eat cake all day, you can't, you can't be like, cool, you get cake all day. There has to be a towing the line of things. But to include them really in, in that big, larger conversation. I know when I've asked my students for feedback, um, I think I was telling you this, Peter, about homework and what one of the kids mm -hmm. said to me, or they've even talked about the testing environments and like what classroom environment can feel like and how much that affects how they learn. Yeah. And for teachers, they create that a lot of the time and a lot of that's their personality, but sometimes we don't consider how students feel in that. And so just hearing from it, even if you don't do anything, at least you've heard it and, and can use that as part of your reflective practice. I just let them eat cake until they throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that just be the life? Oh, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, you can do this. Oh, sorry. No, no. Um, yeah, I really, I really like that. I think a lot of things that we are figuring out, obviously, I mean, I don't know why we're figuring it out so late, but it is student-centered, right? Like there is, there has to be that guidance, that mentoring. Um, what, what skill sets would you say new teachers coming into the game have to have in, in this new environment that we're in? One is uh, organization. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you've got to be able to, to, to figure out where things go. You've got to be able to systemize because that's a teaching thing. Mm -hmm. Again, work smarter, not harder. You know, you, you don't want to have a whole stack on your desk and then feel like you've got to grade all of those papers. You've got to be able right. to organize that. Um, also to be able to um, be the expert, like you've gone to school to do this, you've got it. And even if you're a first year teacher, you still have a leg up on people who aren't in the profession. I mean, everybody's got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. So to continually view yourself as like, I, I am the thing. And because like I said, teachers can sometimes feel like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing. Everybody else feels better than, you know, all sorts of that. So you are the expert in that capacity. And the other one is to ask for help. There's so many, it's so beneficial to realize uh, where you need help in and then to get other people to help you mm -hmm. and find it and to get that coaching, not to say that my solution is going to be your solution, but at least to hear what works for other people. I really, I mean, this year, for some reason, it has just really blown up. Um, you you kind of have a huge family. It feels like educators got together uh, virtually and obviously in, in their own communities and such, but more virtually. I'll be honest, like we all started reaching out to different people. I know that's that's kind of my 
uh, um, thing there, um, you know, and, and really figuring out how far or what, what are different ways that you can do things and, and what are other people doing. And then now we can connect classes with across the United States, across the world for that matter. Um, it's, it's very, very interesting. I want to give you a shot to, you know, how can people find you? How can people get to the podcast? How do people hire Lauren Pinto? How do, there's a lot of different things here, but uh, you do bring an, an amazing amount of value. Obviously, you want to check her LinkedIn out. But um, yeah, tell us a little bit about how you know people can connect with you and, and hear these podcasts and, and the new things that you're doing. Absolutely. So on LinkedIn, I'm Lauren Pinto. You'll notice me with my fabulous Gone Rogue EDU things. Uh, that brings me to my website, goneroguedu.com. You can find uh, the Cafeteria Confidence podcast for the young lady in your life, or even you, because mm-hmm. uh, we, we try and, and bring something to for, for parents or even adults who want to remember what it was like to be 13 again. So that's Confi- Cafeteria Confidence. It's on Spotify right now, uh, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, and we're working on getting the Apple approval for that. So mm-hmm. you'll be able to find it there. There's an Instagram for that, Cafeteria Confidence Pod. And then the Real Teaching 101 podcast is in really early stages, but mm-hmm. I'll be putting that up when I see it. And if anybody's got ideas on any of those two topics for your young person or for teachers, we're all open and all ears to hear any of that feedback. Yeah, I will say as a father of a uh, almost 13-year-old, she did to listen. And actually, I listened and it was like, okay, it's a refreshing look, right? Because I don't know how to talk to my daughter sometimes. I'm like, what are you feeling? You know, dad, you know, but you do. And it, it does give you uh, a really good lens again. And yeah, it does remind you when you were 13 again. So thank you for that. That's awesome. That's uh, in these crazy times. Um, Lauren, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us on uh, Disrupt Education. Um, you do bring a rogue energy that is a good energy. Um, and uh, I look forward to seeing some awesome things that you do in the future. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Channel your inner rogue, everybody. It is it is awesome. You're all fabulous. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Hit that subscribe. Give us some good feedback. Five stars always help. Talk to you later. Oh,